0: You're listening to a 58 Ember Production.
1: Howdy there, folks. Welcome to the Completely <laughs> Fucking Clueless Podcast. My name is Audrey Dean Flowers. And my name is Sarah Alice Liddy, and we both use she, her pronouns. And we are joined today by a very lovely guest, Tori Sunshine. Do you want to introduce yourself?
0: Hi, I'm Tori. Tori Sunshine on the internet. Slay. <laughs> um, I talk a lot about PCOS. I also just, like, live my life. and
2: <laughs> <laughs> We love living your life.
0: <laughs> on the internet, I share a lot about travel. My husband's a travel nurse, mm-hmm. so... We bounce around all the time. We yeah. move like every three to six months. Sometimes nine months if we really like a place. Okay.
2: So Which places have you really liked?
0: Seattle. Okay. Um Santa Barbara, California. I bet that was gorgeous. Oh my gosh, the dream. Yeah. There's a reason why Oprah and <laughs> Megan and Harry live there. They're
2: like, <laughs> it's gorge. Wait, so why Seattle though? Is Seattle rainy as it as it like perceives to be? It is. Okay.
0: But I don't know. It just it has like the mountains okay, and the city, and like city life. I don't know. I'm a city girl. Yeah, in yeah. My heart, even though I grew up in a small town on the beach. Where'd I'm, you grow up? Um, so Florida. Don't judge me or hold it against. Oh, me. <laughs> don't judge. You do not judge. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> And like the weird part of Florida, you know, like not the cool part. Oh, okay. Like the panhandle, but it's beautiful there. Okay. Like I grew up on the beach, mm-hmm. so Panama City Beach. You know, remember spring break? You yes, like yes. Girls gone wild. Mm-hmm. Yes. So like the whole month of March used to be like we just would not go to class like in high school, and wow. we would just be like, tell everyone, oh yeah, we go to college. Like all the spring breakers. It was just like a wild place to go. Wait, that's <laughs> um, so iconic.
1: So. I, on a trip that I was meant to be on but didn't end up going on, uh, though, with Sarah and two of our other friends of Spring Break our sophomore year? Uh, uh, no, yeah, sophomore year. Sophomore year, year yeah. Uh, they did meet some guys who they – not not in Florida, um, but somewhere <laughs> else. In who they they thought were college kids and very much implied themselves to be the other college kids who's were high school kids. Yeah, fully high
2: school kids. They told us that they majored in construction. And I was like, that was the number one giveaway.
1: There's not a major called construction.
2: Okay, I am so (laughs) gullible. I fully believed it. I was like, wait, that's so cool. How do you major in construction? Um, Yeah, it was very embarrassing, but...
1: (laughs) So you're in Massachusetts currently, and I know you're in Cape Cod, which is not at all where I grew up. I'm way more north of you, but what do you think of Massachusetts? Massachusetts
0: is, I say it, really wrong I'm aware so
2: it's hard to say Massachusetts is that how you say Massachusetts
0: Massachusetts Massachusetts it is a word where the more you say it the more it becomes like (laughs) that sounds wrong yeah that's a fair point the people of TikTok have let me know they're like why does she say Massachusetts like that (laughs) so
1: it's not Massachusetts it's Massachusetts Chew Massachusetts but you can't like really bite the Chew it's yeah here's the thing you're also people are never going to be happy with how you say it My Give my, up now is my advice. Yeah, my, my
0: <laughs> husband was like, just say mass. Like, stop him Yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, whenever we're out in public and I say Massachusetts, he's, like, nudging me. Like, stop.
1: Do you want to know something horrible? If you asked me to spell Massachusetts right now, probably couldn't. Yeah. Oh,
0: probably really? couldn't spell it. And I grew up there. To be fair, it's a very long word. It is. And
1: I'm bad at spelling.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just write MA. There you go. That's a lot to ask of a person to know how to spell Massachusetts. No,
2: hundred percent. But
1: how are you liking okay, I,
0: it? I am hearing
1: it now. <laughs> Did you do say Massachusetts. Um, but anyway, what do you think of MA?
0: Um, I think MA is like really cool, but it's a very like buttoned up place. Like it's mm. very like proper. Like it's kind of similar to New York City in a way but it's missing the like chaotic energy
2: oh totally yeah. that's actually, it's a lot calmer yeah when have you I'm assuming you've gone into Boston and stuff oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. even Boston Boston is a very suburban city a hundred percent and that's what I love about it my partner worked at Boston University um for like the first part of our relationship and so I'd go to Boston a bunch and I kind of loved how different it was from New York. Mm-hmm.
0: I do think the buildings and, like, history there is very, like, rich and just, like, beautiful and awe-striking. And, yeah. And I do love – you know, it's a city, and I'm living on Cape Cod right now in the winter and being like, oh, my gosh, like, any chance we get to go to Boston, which we go probably, like, once a week. Nice. Maybe, maybe once every two weeks. But, yeah, it's a beautiful place. And I'm very, very much enjoying it. It's just – um Missing the little chaotic energy of New York City. But that's okay. I'm, totally. I'm enjoying it for what it is.
2: Have you ever had a time where you were in New York?
0: Uh, Like doing yeah. the travel nursing? Not yet. Okay. But it's coming. Ooh, Ooh.
1: That's very exciting.
0: Yeah. We're going to do New York City after we do – because we're about to sign a contract in the Boston area. And then after that, we're going to do New York.
1: Nice. Amazing. So cool. That's very exciting. Okay. Well, to get into – our planned questions. Uh, <laughs> I just had to get your thoughts on that, May. I mean, I'm very biased, but I think it's a great place. Has a lot of problems because so does everywhere, but I love it. I highly recommend the seaside town of Marblehead. You're probably over seaside towns because you're in one in Cape Cod right now, but if you want to go to a different seaside town, that's my hometown. Yeah.
2: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I... I also suggest Salem. I was gonna yeah. say too. I love Salem's Salem. Salem's the
1: town next to me. It's it, where I was born.
0: It's yeah. actually looking like we might end up in Salem rather oh my God. than Boston. Oh my
1: God. I lo- I'm jealous. I love Salem. No. My brother and his husband live in Salem. Um great yeah. place. You
0: guys will have to come visit. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh my
1: gosh. So it's, I love it's literally the there. town next to my town. So my town has like three exits, and one of them is through Salem. Oh. Yeah. Perfect. Skip and a hop away. That's amazing. Yeah. Amaze. Um, but anyway, so you were diagnosed with PCOS when you were in seventh grade. What was your journey like of being diagnosed?
0: So basically whenever I started my period in seventh grade, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: everyone was like starting their period then. And I didn't realize that I was the only one like on the bathroom floor, like in so much pain, like having these horrific ones. And then once I did, my mom was like, hmm, I don't think this is normal. Maybe (laughs) we should go to a doctor. So we went to a doctor and they did like an ultrasound and Mm. they found cysts. And Mm. so they were like, oh, you have PCOS like right then and there. And then the doctor was like, let's get started on birth control.
2: Oh, my gosh. In seventh grade? Yeah. And my mom was like,
0: okay. And my dad was like, uh, my seventh grader is going to be taking birth control. That seems like a little bit much, but we went ahead with it awful. I wish I would not have done that. Like who knows what that did at like a young age, hormones and all of that. But, so then after that, it didn't really do much. And also being that young, like, I don't think I was really like responsible enough to like take it every single day. So I don't think I was like taking it.
1: It's also kind of annoying of like, you face like judgment of you're supposed to take it at the same time every day, which like you can be in different places at the same time and you face judgment for taking it. Like I had an alert that would go off on my phone and I had family members who would be like, horrified by the fact that I was taking birth control in front of them it's like it's a medicine I have to take it at the same day like right. do you want me to leave the room to go take my birth control like like grow it's up comfortable yeah something. like really like I'm a full-ass adult <laughs> get over this
0: yeah yeah exactly so after like I kind of stopped taking it for a couple of years then I went again, because my periods got so bad and Mm -hmm. went through the whole shebang again of seeing an endocrinologist. And I was like, maybe something's changed, you know, in a couple of years. Maybe medicine has come around and there's like a better solution other than just taking birth control. Same song and dance. Here's birth control. Come back when you want to get pregnant. You're so young, you know, because I was like 18 probably the next time. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Again, like, basically, it just, like, went on, like, that a cycle of going to see, uh, you know, your gynecologist and an endocrinologist and then all of that. And they all, like, metformin, birth control, same thing, come back when you want to get pregnant. And that is, like… Basically, every girl I know that's been diagnosed with PCOS, that's, like, their story, too.
2: Mm -hmm. It's insane because I—so, similar to you, a couple years ago, they had found a cyst on my ovary. And, you know, I've always struggled with my weight. I had some other, you know, like, symptoms of PCOS. But I don't have that main symptom of irregular periods whatsoever. And so— With me, my endocrinologist and my gynecologist are like not wanting to fully diagnose me with PCOS because it's like, oh, like you have everything else but this one thing. So it's like this weird, do I have it? Do I not have it? Like, what am I supposed to do about this? It is so, it's been the most interesting ride of my life.
0: Well, have you had a full um, testosterone Panel? No.
2: Oh my gosh, what is that?
0: So if you actually get test my hormone, yeah. Even though I have like a substantial amount of facial hair, like if you look at my TikTok, I've very heavily documented that journey. Yeah. Um, my hormones come back totally normal. Like the only reason I got diagnosed was because of the cyst on right. my ovaries and because of the other symptoms that I have. Wow. So. My testosterone overall is very much in the normal range. Like, mm-hmm.
2: See, I have high testosterone. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: so mine is like normal. But I did something called a like full testosterone panel, which most – and I saw all those endocrinologists. Not one of them asked to do that. Mm. And then finally I like saw someone who was more specialized in PCOS and they did – it was very expensive. I'm not going to lie. Even someone who was diagnosed with PCOS, you would think that – I would be able to get like the panel workup for like I don't know like the yeah. the medically needed price, but yeah. no, I think it's like a thousand dollars per like panel. Wow,
2: Shit. so
0: but I I got it done, and there's something called free range testosterone, and that means that's like basically okay. This is gonna little over my head. I had to get my husband; to, he's a nurse, yeah, obviously. So he – I was like, doctor, explain that to him so he can explain Explain it to
2: to me (laughs) in
0: layman's terms. But basically, um, in your hormones, testosterone, there is something called free-range testosterone. And basically, whenever you have these hormones in your body, they typically bind to proteins in your blood. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, if you have PCOS, they aren't binding to proteins like they should and they're just running free-range in your bloodstream and causing all of those issues. So for me, my free range testosterone is what's high. But um overall, like your body is amazing, right? Yeah. And your body will like correct itself just like mine has in making my overall testosterone normal if you run just a regular panel, which is what 90% of doctors will do unless either you ask for it or you have a endocrinologist that's specialized. So
2: what a wow. journey. I, I, you know, I think something that about your journey that like touched me was like you got diagnosed when you were so young in seventh grade. What was that like for you to experience that at such a young age? And did it affect your, you know, middle school and high school experience?
0: Yeah. So whenever I was young, like in middle school, not so much other than like maybe missing out on things whenever I just wasn't feeling well. Yeah. But it wasn't until, like, the physical appearance, like, whenever I was gaining weight Mm -hmm. and my friends weren't and the facial hair was showing up, like, that is whenever it really got to me. And that started more so in high school. Mm -hmm. And so after I noticed, like, those changes, that's whenever it really, like, weighed on my, like, psyche and my self-esteem and all of that. High schoolers are fucking mean. Yeah, yeah. And luckily, like, no one ever made it a big deal, but Mm -hmm. to me it was a big deal.
1: Right, yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Because we all have, like, things about ourselves that we feel certain ways about, Mm -hmm. and it can be hard to, you know, get over that, especially at such a young age when these things are, like, starting to happen. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Are there any, like, big misconceptions that you wish that you could clear up that, like, people have about experiencing PCOS?
0: Well, I think in general, like beyond PCOS, like women grow facial hair even like without PCOS. Yeah. And I wish that that was just like a thing. So if I wish that I could take that away from women, like take away the shame of like, Okay, you need to go run to the store and not feel like you have to like cover it up or like wear something that's gonna make it not as noticeable, just so you could go run an errand. You know? Yeah. Yes. Like I wish that it would be like, oh, this girl has attached earlobes. Oh, this girl has facial hair. Like, you know, maybe right? I, like I have it. I don't don it. I don't like it, but like I could go run to the store and go grab something and not have to worry about it. Or maybe there was a day I just didn't feel like wearing makeup out in public and. You know, now I'm to that point, but there was years where I wasn't. And I know so many other women who have to carry that around. And I just wish that to, I could take that away. Yeah. Yeah. Exhausting.
2: Yeah. It sounds like like my like early experiences with acne, you know, in that same way where you just, like, want to cover it, cover it up or you don't even, like, want to go – Literally to the grocery store without like something on your face and to give you that like protective shield. Um, So I totally get that. No, please don't worry about it. Um, I totally
1: understand that. I feel like that's really hard. It's hard when like it's your face because like you just like you can't not show it.
0: Yeah, it's not like you can put a shirt on or something. No, y- there's
1: it. nothing you can do to hide your face.
0: Yeah. How did you
2: learn to kind of let go of the self-consciousness that you had around your facial hair?
0: Um, it was more so like over time. And yeah. I think like with age and becoming more confident in like who I am. Yeah. And like knowing who I am more than anything else and being comfortable there and letting, like, the rest fall away. So I just knew that on social media I needed to do this. Like, it wasn't even, like, a conscious thing. Like, I wanted to, like, come on and share this journey. It was, like, out of necessity that this, like, kind of happened. I never, like, set out to even, like, share this. Yeah. In that way it just, like, someone noticed it in one of my Get Ready With Me videos. Mm-hmm. And it happened to have, like, a lot of comments. I think I had, like, 15,000 followers at the time or something. And then so many women were like, oh, my gosh, I have this, too. I have this, too. And I just, like, knew I had to. Like, there was, like, no. I was like, I need to talk about this because I just, like, saw and remembered, like, myself in so many of the comments. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have to do this. Like, I and I just thought if I were 15 and could have seen this, like, it would have made the biggest difference in my life. And so… I have to.
2: Yeah. No, 100%. I totally get that. <laughs> I feel like that's, like, one of the good things about social media. Mm-hmm. And, and with people sharing different um, journeys with, like, body image and just, like, other things about bodies and, like, trying to— or even, like, sexuality. Yeah, and yeah. promote, like, positivity and acceptance around it. I think that is such an amazing thing because, like you said, when you're young— And you're not seeing that representation out there, you're like, oh
1: it can feel really lonely and isolating. And to like find out that you're like you're not the only one with something like it's really comforting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I have so many comments that were like, I thought I was the only one. Yeah. So and I can't believe that that there's so many women out there that feel that way. Just makes me sad. And so I just want that not to be the case. I want it to be like more of a well-known thing. I'm not saying that people should be. I mean, do whatever they want. But I'm not saying that they need to be out there, like, wearing their facial facial hair proudly. But I'm just saying it should be, like, a recognized thing that that's, yeah. like, a bodily thing that people yes. have and do. And it's not… Because
1: there are already so many layers of that existing with women of, like, if you show up to work without makeup on and, like, hair done, you look, like, unprofessional, whatever. like and
0: I'm like, oh, are you tired? Exactly. Literally. Like, there's just, like, so
1: many layers of it, like, already to, like, have additional layers is exhausting.
0: Yeah.
2: Literally. And over the years, how how have you learned learned to manage your PCOS?
0: So, I mean, you know, we talked about the song and dance Mm -hmm. with the doctors. With the
2: doctors. Mm -hmm.
0: So, wait, PCOS is a chronic illness. Yes. And so you have to look at it that way. And a lot of things, I think growing up and like whenever you learn about medical and like getting sick. You think like, oh, okay, I take a pill and mm-hmm. then I'm better. Right, Like sinus infection or something. You take an antibiotic and then you're better. And if you have a chronic illness, that is not what, that's not how that works. And so I think first of all, we need to like learn that earlier right. on because that's just an expectation that everyone like grows up with. You're like, okay, I'm going to the doctor. They're going to fix this. No, that's yeah. a chronic illness. It needs to be look at, looked at holistically. Mm, so
1: I love that. Our, medical system is not really set up to do anything holistically or like preventative long-term like care. Like our, our health system's, bad.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 My husband is like, gosh, this really sucks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think especially with the preventativeness of like PCOS. And I, I mean, I feel like I never knew what it was until, you know, one day they find an o- uh, assist on my ovary and I'm like freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, like what is happening to me? Will I ever be able to get pregnant? Like all these things, you know? Um So I agree with, like, talking about it more and, like, talking about it in, like, the expansion of it's, like, it's, like, a thing that will be with you forever.
0: Yeah. And so it's really about managing it. Yeah. What I've done is really looked at, like, my sleep patterns, Mm. looked at um, the way that I eat and, like, the exercise and, like – because food is medicine. And I hate that as someone who loves croissants and pasta and, like – Nutella and like all the things. <laughs> I
2: love Nutella. I've been on a Nutella kick lately.
0: Nutella and strawberries. Yeah. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> for for my birthday, that's what I ask for every year, like not a cake. I oh my just
2: gosh. I love that.
0: <laughs> but like so I really have had to get that in check and like learn how to eat for PCOS mm-hmm. and it that makes difference. Unfortunately, I hate that.
2: But. What are some of, like, food recommendations or things that you do?
0: So, starting your day with 30 grams of protein mm. you and 30 grams of protein at every meal. But the most important is every morning, 30 grams of protein. Also, obviously, eating, like, whole, real foods. Sure. Like, nothing mm-hmm. processed. I have a couple of, like, breakfasts that are, like, really big go-tos. I have, like, a playlist on my…
1: Uh, yes, I've watched it. Yeah, I <laughs> Part of the research we do is we like stalk someone's entire social media so they'll reference and it'll be like yeah I know that thing that was like three (laughs) years ago.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. So um, I love all of those things that I've put together because I'm not necessarily like a cook, so it's more putting (gasps) ingredients
1: together. That's what I like cooking, but like cooking like a full whatever meal like every single day for every meal that's a lot.
0: Yeah, and I kept seeing—I was like, how am I supposed to eat for PCOS? And I would find them, and they're like, oh, this intricate, like, beautifully, mm-hmm. like, cut—
1: <laughs> The avocados mm-hmm. are sliced. <laughs> my meals
0: are never pretty. They yeah. taste
1: good. Never pretty.
0: I'm like, how am I supposed to do that every yeah. single day for every meal and, like, eat for my PCOS? That is so unattainable. So I just was like, how can I dumb this down? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. like— make this something where is realistic for me yeah. and then would be realistic for other women. Yeah. yeah. Can you share
2: one of like the things that you do that is like realistic for you food-wise?
0: Yeah. So, okay. My favorite breakfast is unsweetened Greek yogurt. Okay. A cup of that, some chia seeds, mm-hmm. um, two spoonfuls of natural peanut butter. Okay. And oh, then um, a handful or like two handfuls of blueberries and strawberries and mix it up.
1: Nice. Theirs are so good. Whenever I go home and I see my niece and my nephew and they're just pounding through raspberries, I'm like, you little bitches don't understand how lucky you are. (laughs) Berries are expensive, you little fucks. (laughs) I obviously don't say this to them. They're 9 and 11. Uh, But I think it. You think it in the head. I think it.
2: That's a really good piece of advice because I recently went to the endocrinologist and I really struggle, struggle with my like sugar cravings. It is like the hardest thing for me ever. And she was talking about needing to eat like a hundred grams of protein a day. And I was like, oh my God, how do I even begin to broach that? Like what? Like that's insane.
0: Yeah. So honestly, I would look at it in meals. I would yeah. like 30 grams per meal and yeah. make that a target. And then like in your snacks in between, just make sure that you're getting a little bit of protein in there. Yeah. Boom, you're at your 100% you
2: know? <laughs> it's like, it, it really is. I think I, I, you know, talking with you right now is making me real. It's like, it really is this like long-term thing that you kind of have to like learn to live with and learn to like build your habits around. Like, did it take you a while to sort of get this like lifestyle that you're living like into practice?
0: Oh yeah. And I kind of went kicking and screaming into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, like, and first of all, I hate being told what to do. I'm a Taurus. <laughs> <know laughs> don't tell me. I don't have to do that. I don't have to follow your rules. But, yeah, it took me a really long time. Mm. And then I realized, like, you know, you implement one thing and you're like, wow, I really do feel a lot better. Mm. There's something to that. So then you implement another and then just realize, okay, I should be living like this. And life is just better this way. Yeah. So I'm going to put my energy that I was focusing into, like, the – you know, maybe not so great for me habits into sure. yeah. those. And I feel better. And that like emanates through your life.
1: Mm. Oh, this is hidden. It's very different. Not chronic PCOS at all. But I struggle a lot with chronic depression. Uh, and there are things that make it easier to manage and you feel better, but just doing them like, and I think it's really easy to like start taking them for granted. Um, Of like, oh, I'm feeling better. Like I can sort of slip up on like the routines and whatever. And then you start feeling worse. And it's like, oh, right. The routines were what kept me feeling better. But it's, it can get really frustrating have it to be like so like kind of perfect with your life. And like it feels like when you slip up, like it sets you back so far. How do you like manage needing to be this thoughtful about Mm -hmm. everything all the time?
0: Well, I really just take it one day at a time. Yeah, And if I do like not hit my protein goal or whatever, like I'm not going to beat myself up about it. Cause I also know that like it's a balance and I want to live my life. I want to have fun. If I want to eat pizza one day, I'm eating pizza one day. If there's one day that I want like a croissant for breakfast, I will have a croissant for breakfast. I just don't make it like an everyday thing. And more more often than not, I am eating and, like, doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And just everything in moderation, which I know is, like, annoying.
2: It's so hard. (laughs) Literally, it is. I, you know, I think it's, like, hard when you've been, like, eating in a specific way for a while and then, you know, having to adjust that because the food is the medicine and makes you feel better. And I'm like… Kind of like you said, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. I just want my Nutella and pretzels (laughs) (laughs) and and stuff. But, yeah, it's it's definitely tough. And, you know, something that we touched on a little bit, but I'm interested to hear more about is, you know, doctors can be very frustrating. And how have you handled that over the years?
0: So… That is, like, before I go to the doctor, I'm just, like, manage your expectations Mm. and just take it with a grain of salt because Mm. you don't think that you're going to go in there and they're going to, like, solve this problem for you or put this much pressure on this appointment. Like, you're going to go, like, hear what they have to say. Yeah. And just take it like that rather than, okay, I'm going to the doctor and, like, this is it. Like, he's going to give me this thing that's going to fix me. Like, that's just not what's going to happen. Right. So just looking at it that way, instead of like, whereas we grow up thinking we go to the doctor and they fix it, like just changing your mindset about that. Yeah. And managing the expectation around it, I think is everything. Cause I used to leave the doctors crying, like thinking like, oh my gosh, like no hope, no answers, like whatever. Like just don't go in thinking you're going to get an answer. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. You like bring so much positivity to everything you do. And so sort of like broaching off of that, like going to doctors and not getting answers and like kind of being told like, hey, there's not an answer. This is just about managing this. How do you manage to like still stay really positive and like focused on finding the joy through all of that?
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you really are so yeah.
1: positive about this. Like, I am like thinking about myself, and I'm I
0: kind
2: of have some of the same experiences of being like eh, kicking and screaming. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: and, well, so it's just to the core of like who I am. Like, mm-hmm. that's just never too far away from me. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm someone who has struggled with depression like my whole life. Yeah, and even though I have been like super depressed, still, like, my positivity is still, like, just never that far away from me because it's just to the core of, like, who I am. I can't help it. Yeah. So... It's not even a conscious thing. I, I wish that there was, like, something I could, <laughs> like, actionably tell you guys, you know, to, like...
2: No, that's, a, oh, that's okay. But that's a
0: beautiful thing. Yeah, it really yeah. is,
2: that it's, like, a part of you. And it. I was wanted to ask this at the beginning, but now, like, bringing it back, is that where you kind of get your name, like, on social media, Tori Sunshine? I was yes. like, is the sunshine the positivity? Yes, exactly.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's beautiful. That is. Speaking of, like, uh, social media, what have been sort of, like, the highs and lows? Of sharing your experience.
0: So, the highs definitely has been the community and Mm -hmm. helping women that, like, first and foremost is what it's about for me. Sure. Is like seeing them in the comments and seeing them like help each other and just be uplifted by seeing themselves and seeing their issues like personified Mm -hmm. online and feeling like they're not alone. Yeah. So, that is definitely my high and my reason. Yeah. Which I didn't even know was going to be my reason. I just thought I was sharing my, like, travel life and, like, I love (laughs) clothes, you know? So I thought that, like, that's what I was doing on there. No, I wasn't. I was going to be talking about PCOS.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's so great that you share it because truly I feel like there isn't much talk about it. I mean, sure, you can find things on TikTok, but I think to watch somebody's like journey through it is like really, really cool and definitely gives hope. And it's like, all right, like, you know, like you said, day by day, I can figure this out.
0: Yeah. And I also always want to continue to share like my travels and my clothes and like mm-hmm. other stuff. Yeah. Sure. Because I don't want girls to ever feel like, oh, I have PCOS and this is, like, all that I am. Sure. And, like, mm-hmm. the only thing that defines me. Because for a while, it can feel like that. Whenever, yeah. When gets really bad or you're in, like, a bad season of it and you aren't, like, managing it. It can feel like this is the whole, like, big soul thing about you. Mm-hmm. And I never want to, like, send that message. Mm-hmm. So I think it's so important that I share, like, all aspects of my life, which is what I try to do.
1: Yeah. yeah. Love That's- that. Lovely. So very much changing subjects. Uh, We spoke about it very briefly in the beginning, but your husband is a travel nurse, meaning you move every three to six months or so. And so you've been doing that for about six years, I think.
0: Actually, it's like three and a half.
1: Well, (laughs) ignore (laughs) me then. Whoops. Half. I don't know why I wrote six then.
0: (laughs) No, it's fine. Uh, (laughs) It'll probably be six by the time we're done doing this. I was so, just seeing like,
1: into the future, exactly. actually. I, I am a fortune
0: teller. I think ability is picking it.
1: But so you've been doing that for a decent chunk of like your early 30s now. And what is that like with having to like move so much? Like it must be really hard to like put down – roots
0: yeah well there is really no putting down yeah rules. right it does kind of feel like that whenever you're there for nine months the longer you you are placed the harder it is to leave i bet yeah mm. and i am like a people person and so my job is to always like find us the friends mm. and
2: so how do you make friends i would I yeah really i wouldn't
0: even know where to start really social media okay because okay. i have to like you know see they're a real person who's like
1: you know? right like, made, like we're not getting one like, friend it. since moving here like two and a half years ago I've managed <laughs> to make one friend
0: hey you got a we knew each other we knew already each other in college yeah <laughs> that, like, doesn't count
1: <laughs> no you don't count Sarah <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah so really it's social media yeah like and also Matt has I'll, I'll always ask him at the hospital I'll be like Matt is there anyone you saw that you think that I would like there? Mm. <laughs> that, we, that we would be friends yeah. with? Yeah. And he's always like, no, that's weird. When do you <laughs> to be like, hey, can I get your number? Like, because typically they're girls. And I'm mm. like, okay, yeah. But then there, he has only one time found us a friend. He's like, well, there is this guy, and which is a rarity to find like a male travel nurse. Okay. And then he's like, and he actually does have a wife. And I'm like, because oh, that never happens either. Because mm-hmm. typically it's like single – Like, mid-20, late-20 girls who are, like, travel nurses. Okay. And then – but he was, like – but he's married. And I'm, like, wow. And then he was, like, and she isn't a nurse as well. And I'm, like, oh, my gosh, unicorn. You have to get their number. So I, like, make him, like, ask for the number. Yeah. And so it either works out one of two ways. It's Mm -hmm. either something like that at the hospital or I, like, find them on social media and, like, vet them. Actually, my – um. Social media manager right here. Yeah. Um, I met her in Seattle.
2: Oh, amazing.
0: Yeah. That's so
2: cool. And what exactly does, like, being a travel nurse entail? Yeah.
0: So, basically, you go from... You, you sign a contract. Okay. And you go from, like, hospital to hospital per contract for... And a lot... It, they they typically last three months. Okay. That's, like, you sign on for three months and you can extend up to nine months. And we've never ever had a situation where we weren't able to extend like Mm -hmm. they always if anything want you to extend longer rather than like cut a contract short or something I've heard that that can happen but (laughs) knock on wood has never happened to us so yeah you walk into the hospital basically orient for like three days orientation and then you're like on the floor to go. I mean, I don't have to deal with that part of it. Right. Like I just
2: get to sit back. I know. I
0: got the sweet end of the gig for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Matt's always like, must be nice to make videos. I'm going to go like, (laughs) I'm going to go like clean up some throw up and like give people some life-saving meds, but have fun.
2: (laughs) That is so crazy. This is like, it's such a cool, I bet, experience to get to, you know, travel around.
0: Yeah. It's, Really cool. As soon as I found out that it existed, yeah. Because before this, my husband was a parasail captain when we were dating. Oh. Big shift. Yeah. Okay. You're telling me. I was. We were dating. I used to be in the beer industry. Actually, mm-hmm. I worked for Anheuser Busch for a long time. Okay. Cool. And I thought he was just going to be a parasail captain like his whole life. Like that's what I thought we were doing. And then he, he comes home from work one day and is like, "I want to go to nursing school." And I was like what? (laughs) Where is this coming from? Never heard you say that. And then he became a nurse. And then we found out about travel nursing. And I was like, we obviously have to do that. Yeah. So we've been doing it. We plan to do it for a couple more years. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then kind of settle down after that. It's going to be hard to stop though, because it's such a fun life. Don't get me wrong. There's some downsides. Like, Sure. It's really hard to find places to live. Like, that's. Oh, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Like, do you guys like Airbnb and stuff
0: like that? So we've done Airbnb. Okay. Typically with the fees, they make it like kind of outrageous. Okay. So what we more so do, there's an app called Furnish Finder and it's for travel nurses uh, specifically. Oh. Yeah. So we typically use Furnish Finder.
2: Wow. How <laughs> many places have you guys traveled to?
0: Oh, God. Um, I think like maybe six. Okay, cool. I haven't counted, but maybe six or seven. Okay, cool. I
2: don't know. No, that's so cool. Um, that's yeah, I feel like it would be like, that is something that I wanted to do in college. Like, so we went to school for music theater and something that I was like, Oh my gosh, if I could do this one thing was be like on a tour, Mm -hmm. a national tour, because kind of similarly to your situation, it's like you are in those, like the different states in the U S for like a couple weeks and you just like get to travel around for free. And I'm like, That sounds amazing. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it's super cool. My favorite part about it is like being in a place and then I'm like, okay, where around do I have to go? And then I go, we like make it a point to go to like all the notable cities and around Mm -hmm. to go explore. That's so fun. That's That's like one of my
2: favorite things is like looking up places and like mm -hmm. trying to find restaurants and all that stuff. I
0: love doing
2: that. I bet. And I bet that's like amazing fun content for you to make too. Oh, yeah. 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 How did you get into like social media in general?
0: So I was doing like Instagram, you know, like all the Instagram girlies back in the day.
2: Yes. So get those photos.
0: (laughs) outfit. Yes. And the Tezza and like lugging around the big camera and like that for since like 2016. Wow. So like a long time. Yeah. And then when TikTok started, obviously I like downloaded the app. Sure. And started kind of posting on there. And then I just kind of gravitated more towards that. Mm -hmm. Videos. Rather than. Just photos, even though I- You
1: can them. do more. Like, yeah. photos are a lot more static.
0: Yeah, and you you don't really get, like, a vibe of a person. Yes. That's t- why I
1: hate dating apps.
0: Oh, yeah. I miss the whole, like, dating app. Like, me and my husband got together right before, like, month later. I love that apps, for you.
2: Wow. What dating advice would you give since, like, you really found him in, like, the no dating app sense?
0: Yeah. Um. Okay, I have so much dating advice. Oh my gosh, police
1: (laughs) share. Uh, Yeah, I need help.
0: Okay, (laughs) first of all, I think uh, guys will treat you like, or I mean, not just guys. Sure. Like relationship people will treat you how you let them. Mm -hmm. So like, don't let someone treat you badly. Like you have to like kind of teach people how.
2: You want to be, yeah, sure. Put the boundaries down.
0: Exactly. Also, like don't put, like, if you see a red flag, don't ignore that. Like, that is, and if if you're like, oh, okay, I like them, but there's like this, this, and this thing, no. Like, that right there is your answer. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. I feel like that's h- so hard for people to get over, is like the red flag thing. Yeah. And excusing like, people's actions.
1: The the saying that I hear a lot that I really like, but it's so hard, is like, when someone tells you who they are, believe them the first time.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And there's a lot of girls that I hear in their 20s that are, and I remember this too, is they would be like, oh, but you know, it's fine. I'm just going to excuse this thing. Like, I haven't been on dates in a while or like, like I saw this in his dating profile that I didn't really like, but I'm still going to go. And I'm like, no, like why to waste your time? Like, what's the purpose of that? Mm -hmm. Like, Like, don't do that. If there's if it's not everything, then it should be nothing hmm. to you. And also, if you're in, like, a situationship, like, no, you're not. You're in nothing. Like, that is nothing. And that, right. that's not going to, like, oh, get better. And, like, that story that you heard about, like, your friend's friend who, like, it eventually, like, worked <laughs> out for them. No. Like, that is not you. And that's not going to happen. Like, you need to – if it's not, like, everything and it's not a yes, then it's it should be, like, an absolutely not –
2: yeah. yeah, and yeah, I've I I yeah thinking about like the situationships that I've been in, and like how how I wish I could have like just said to myself like, girl, like it's a no. Like,
1: I've been in so this many is a ner- that like never even reached the point of situationships. It was just like so much texting and talking, and then nothing ever coming of it. But like talking every day endlessly for months on end, and then nothing ever happens. I can't even reach the situation point.
0: See, well, you know if they're not like begging to take you out on a date within the first like week and a half. Bye. Literally. I would say
1: that's something with me on dating apps is like, I don't want to talk forever on the dating app. I'd rather like us like briefly chat and then like, let's go meet because you can't get a vibe via dating app. You can't get a vibe via texting. Like I want to see you see whether or not we actually like have any sort of vibe connection, whatever. And then we know yes or no, instead of like, having endless weeks of small talk where I have to scroll back and be like, who are you again? Right. You're the one with the dog that likes (laughs) dogs.
2: Sure. No. Yeah. I had a friend recently in a situation where, you know, like somebody, you know, we were going back and forth trying to like make plans and she just wasn't being responsive. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I feel like if she was really interested and like things were going to work out here, like she would like be more responsive to this. Um, Because I felt like when I met my partner and look, we have a history before we like met again in life, you know, they were like persistent. And I was like, damn, like this is attractive when somebody is like, you know, really trying to pursue you.
0: If they wanted to, they would.
2: Period. Per. How did you meet your husband?
0: Uh, this is funny. Um. So y'all remember in college, like how there's always that like, Cheap like dive bar that yes. every yeah uh-huh. like yes. the college bar yeah so we had one in our college town called Mugs and Jugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing iconic name. Yeah, so good dollar beer night. Now they've since raised the price of course to, like two dollar beer night, but yep. at the time it was dollar beer night. Yeah, so we met. There.
2: Oh, great. Where, and so you guys then went to the same school, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where'd you go to school?
0: Um, University of West Florida. It's Amazing. Mid sized small. Love then, it. Yeah, I cheered in college. I was
1: a. Oh my a God. Spike. That's so cool. I, that was one thing that I was sad to have never experienced. I went to an arts high school, so we didn't even have sports teams, much less cheerleading. <laughs> but that was like one, like I feel like really quintessential thing that I was like, I think I'd be great at that. And that sounds so fun. <laughs> I don't know if it actually is, but...
0: It is. Uh, it is. Hey, it's not too late. You could go to an open gym, do some cartwheels. You know, I'm sure there's... Some- <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm I now, like, is.
1: so fearful. Like, I know if I wanted to do a cartwheel, I could do a cartwheel. But I'm now so afraid for bodily harm <laughs> that I cannot convince myself to do a cartwheel.
0: I, I honestly feel, like, same. Like, yeah. it has been
1: it's been too long now and I'm afraid <laughs> I don't want to hurt myself what is
0: that that like goes out the window like you know you have this like
1: fear. Uh, you become aware of like oh my body can break yeah. like I watch my niece and my nephew run around and like you're, when also when you're young like you can heal a lot quicker sure. like I'm not at the point where like when I sprained my ankle and it still hurts over a year later after doing a bunch of PT like when I injure myself now
0: that's sticking. You're like, there is consequences. To my actions. <laughs> Literally, I was at the
2: bar like a couple months ago, and it was like a karaoke night, and everybody gets up on stage, and somebody like spins me out, and I spray my ankle. I'm like, oh, guys, this is being like old.
1: <laughs> I am breakable. <laughs> I am ancient. Oh I am a little uh, teapot in the china shop. Please don't break me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of age, and like this podcast, you know, is very like 20-centric, and you know, you are in your 30s now, Looking back on your 20s, is there something that you maybe wish you had done differently? Something that, you know, you're like, oh, I wish I could would have told myself that um, like looking back.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't I'm not someone who has like a ton of regrets Mm -hmm. or anything like that. Yeah, but I will say there's a lot of my 20s where I was like, oh, you have time like I want to do this, this and this, but I'll do that eventually I have time. And I wish I could go back and, like, slap myself and be like, Biatch, this is the time. Like, this is when you should be trying it. And, like, I wait. And I did eventually get there yeah. and, like, try and, like, do all the things and plant those seeds. But I just wish I would have started them earlier when mm. I, like, had thought of it rather than waiting later and later to, like, start, like, yeah. what I wanted to do. Yeah. Is you know? there
1: anything you're really glad that you did in your mm. 20s? Um, I
0: mean, I'm glad that I – experienced and said yes to any and everything that I could yeah Mm -hmm. so I would say just say yes and like even if you're tired and you don't feel like doing the thing or like there's an opportunity that you're like unsure of like just say yes and just it's your say yes to everything years yeah Mm. so say yes to everything and like just do it all even if it's something that you're like maybe not sure of
2: Mm. yeah just do it Did you have any times in your 20s where you felt, like, really uncertain? And how did you work yourself through that?
0: Yeah, I feel like your 20s are all about uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, the years – I mean, they're such unfair years because it's, like, figure out what you want to do. Find your partner. Like, where do you want to live? Like, it's – there's so much pressure on those years. And that stuff will figure itself out. Like, you don't need to, like, be so worried about that. Mm. Like, as you – age and live your life and, like, make your choices that come with, like, just genuinely living and, like, putting one foot in front of the other – that stuff will come and like work its own way out. Like that's nothing that should keep you up at night.
2: Yeah. I love that. I mean, because that's, I feel like what keeps 20
0: something up <laughs> at night? I remember I would, I was there too. So like, like I remember feeling that way too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And now being in your thirties, like what do you feel like are the differences between Tori in her twenties and tw- Tori in her thirties?
0: Um, I think there was a lot of me that was aimless back then. Mm-hmm. And I had all these things I wanted to do and but i just would be like you know i have time i have time so i think now i'm much more focused i'm much more confident and i have someone who've always known had like a big sense of self and like never mm-hmm. really struggled with that mm-hmm. so i don't know it's just been more so being more confident in my abilities rather than confident in myself
1: yeah yeah what are yeah. you excited for in your 30s
0: i'm excited I know that, like, this travel life is so fun and Yeah, I wouldn't trade it, but I am excited to, like, decorate a space and, yeah. like, put roots down and, like, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, more of, like, a a sedentary life one day. Yeah.
2: Uh, we're, we're, oh, sorry. Where would you move if you could mm-hmm. put your roots down?
0: Gosh. So, me and my husband go back and forth about this a lot, mm-hmm. but I think we're going to buy a place in Seattle but live in... Santa Barbara.
2: Okay, cool.
0: And just like rent out the place in in Seattle, but live in. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've ever looked at the places in Santa Barbara, but oh my gosh, like real estate in California well, real estate everywhere, especially in California is crazy. So I think we'll like kind of go back and go. go, Yeah. Between those two places.
1: Cool. Mm -hmm. Very fun. Cool. I have a question. I've very much lost it.
0: <laughs> I love
1: that for you. Anyways. Smooth brain.
2: <laughs> speaking of 20s and being clueless, can you share a recent
1: time with us where you felt clueless? It can be big, small, whatever your heart desires.
0: Yes. Um, so global entry.
1: What? Okay, what the heck
2: is global entry? I heard about no, this on the toast. Global entry is great.
0: What is it? Oh, my
1: God. I've had, mine's actually currently expired, but I've had global entry for years.
2: Oh, is it like TSA
1: pre-check?
0: yeah but it's like steps above that, yeah. because you can like whenever you're coming back and or whenever you're leaving the country, like there you don't have to empty your stuff out of your suitcase
2: oh, through, like, okay, line. okay,
0: yeah, so it just so I've been trying to figure it out for like the longest time, and it's just since my husband and I move so much, we like, right. need all the interviews oh. about it. Like It has to be exactly perfect. Mm. So you sit for an interview to get it. Oh.
1: And you like have to go to the airport to do an interview. I remember my whole family. Like, we had to go through security and like do an interview at the airport. We went to the airport. We weren't flying anywhere. Yeah. We just went and interviewed and then had to go. Back through security. Don't you
2: have to do the same thing for like TSA pre-check? You have to like go to the airport and stuff like
1: that. TSA like, pre check's a bit easier.
0: Okay, yeah, okay. you don't have. You have to sit for like an actual interview. Yeah, insane. Yeah. What are they going to
2: ask you? I
0: I don't know, but you have to bring like document all these. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to like they they need your like address to match like all of these like things, and it's just like near impossible right now with
2: yeah you know, you know your traveling lifestyle.
0: Yeah. So oh, it's so frustrating and I want I, I travel so much like I need it right yeah, I really need it like, right the, an aspect
1: I hadn't thought about of like like w- with like bills and everything like like credit cards or whatnot statements where you like have like a home billing address like your billing address is changing so much like yeah. I imagine you all the time are having issues with the mail being sent to the wrong place oh,
0: yeah especially like influencers right yeah. yeah that's what I was
2: thinking I was like dang maybe somebody's getting your PR packaging.
0: they are sometimes <laughs> and I'm like damn it <laughs> oh no <laughs> and most of the time we have like a really good relationship with our like landlord sure sure office. sure They're like hey can you send that I'll like pay hey, for you to send that and I'm like sucks but whatever <laughs> but sometimes um most of the time I'm good about being like hey I moved I need to like this is my new address yeah because I've learned you know by being put in that situation. So
1: I still haven't, I have multiple credit cards that have the wrong name on them. And that's been like four years and I still haven't updated it. I'm so impressed that you're on top of it enough to whatever. Cause again, my credit card has the wrong name on it and I just <laughs> haven't <laughs> fixed it. <laughs> just haven't fixed it.
0: No, I mean, well, this, I also haven't changed my name since I've been married.
1: So. Mm, I'm not married. I just changed my name for the Lulz. <laughs> oh, yes.
0: So what was your? If you don't mind me asking, Olivia. Oh yeah, and you just didn't. You weren't didn't
1: vibe with
2: it. The vibe wasn't the vibe. I only have known her as Audrey because we met our freshman year of college. We were in the same music theater class.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So how long have you changed it?
1: I started going by it uh, in 2017. Legally changed it 2019,
0: maybe. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. You got to name yourself.
2: Yeah. Full send, baby. Yeah. You said, I'm taking, I'm reclaiming myself.
1: (laughs) I knew I want changes since I was a kid. My family's just glad that I didn't pick the name that I wanted to pick when I was a kid, which was Crystal. I wanted to be Crystal Flowers, (laughs) spelled with a K also. Crystal Crystal with a a K. K. And I was like, that is- What's an incredibly name? just stripper name. That is a stripper name. You dumb little bitch. Um. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> oh cute. Goodness. You
0: should name like a cat, Crystal. Like if you get like a cat or something. You should. That way. <laughs>
2: that's such a cute idea. Your first dog should be named Crystal. Crystal with
1: the cat. I give them cool. all of my rejected names. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it.
2: But yeah. Thank you for coming
1: on the podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tori, can you share yeah. um, where people can find you?
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm on TikTok. Instagram and I do have a YouTube channel. I've been thinking about bringing that back. Why?
2: Yeah,
0: and also my name is spelled T O R R I. Mm -hmm. So I know there's lots of different variants of Tori.
2: Oh, T O O R R. Wait, no, no. T O R R I. Okay, wait. I'm pretty sure it was the double R. -R 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 I've never heard like that before (laughs) and you guys know that you can find us on Instagram at Completely Fucking Clueless and on TikTok and YouTube at Completely F-C-K-I-N-G Clueless thank you so much Tori for coming and doing this this was so fun yes
0: thank you guys for having me you you. really are a
2: little sunshine aww that was cute (laughs) bye guys bye kisses from mommy
0: This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.